Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashan. Welcome. This is Ken Rashan and Washington, D.C. Hello, Andrea. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ken. <laughs> Hi. So we've had such a lot of hiccups this uh, month and year on planning, so we're going to have a new resolution. Simone, we're probably going to have you back because I want to read your book and I want to help you publish your book. And we want to have a show that, let's just say for four weeks, we build the, the, the promotion and the publicity to the degree that we have hundreds of thousands of people listening. So I will just say thank you, Simone, for showing up. That's exactly what I'm doing today. And you might hear a little banter between Andre and myself because I want to have the audience hear the commitment we have moving forward. Is that cool? Absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. Well, thank yeah. you. And you know, she's uh, committed to us in the Keep Smiling movement because one of the things that we, her as a partner, uh, she's been uh, introducing us to some pretty amazing people. And so it's been creating some opportunities for Keep Smiling that never would have happened had we not had her um, all over the world contacts, international contacts. Well, do share. I'm sorry, I wasn't privy to that uh, information until just this second. So tell me, who are these people? Oh, I'd love to hear. Exciting. So, uh, Simone, why don't you tell him, uh, Ken, I already did tell you about them, it, about the gentleman named Gary with the television show that Oprah owns, and Ken Jones, who has the I didn't know that was through Simone, Andrea, yeah. that's all. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. If you just check back again at the text. So, yeah, there was just a disconnect there. So, that's so exciting. So, yeah, Simone, <laughs> Simone actually has uh, connections Andrea, in other that's... countries as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Andrea, I'm sorry, I didn't actually get that text. So, oh, well, I'm so sorry that you didn't. Well, we'll make sure that you get it in the future. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want you to think that I would ignore a text of yours. I, there's just no text here that I saw that had that. I can, I'll look after the show. But, yeah, it's a nice surprise. Well, you never know who people you know might know. Isn't That's that right, correct. Andrea? That's why Andrea and I have had such a strong connection over the years is because we met through somebody an influencer mm -hmm. and that influencer said to me you need to meet the influencer of influencers and I said I'm up for that who would that be and he introduced <laughs> me to Andrea and she I must say has coached me through the years on how to bring my influence to the fore and see how I could help other influences influence others so thank you Andrea for all wow. of that coaching Th thank you Simone I I appreciate that I was surprised to hear that. I mean, I, I mean, we did do that. Um, I, we've, um, Ken, I've known Simone since 2008. I think that's when we first met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we well, became what, reconnected uh, Simone, when did... you and I, Ken, were at Lauren Powers' event. Yes, and I did find the connection on March 18, 2019. So that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. I just didn't have all the other information and the text here, I didn't see that. So sorry, Simone. No, but no problem. You know, I'm the same. I don't delete my texts because I love to go back, you know, five, six years and go, oh, that's what they said. Is, um, isn't it funny how many people don't do that and they say, who are you? I know. <laughs> and, and on top of that, they're invariably people that have got their phone and, you know, stuck to their hip or to their ear. And I think, how can you not know? <laughs> Right. Well, Simone, my favorite part is I have a couple that it's almost predictable that every time I say happy birthday or happy holidays or both, that they will say, who is this? And <laughs> I, I may have um, a string on my of only who are you and my name and then happy birthday. Who are you? My name. <laughs> happy holidays. Who are you? My name. And we are talking about people that I've networked with, um, supported their events. I mean, it's just... Uh, very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we are unique. So Yes. <laughs> That's what makes us the same. <laughs> That's what makes us the same, Simone, is that we're all unique. That's what we have in common. 
Okay, well, Simone, let's uh, let's get to know you. First of all, an accent. Well, you know, it's interesting you should say that because I don't hear it. I hear yours. So <laughs> you know, the accent that I have is an international multicultural accent. I let people know that I'm a white African-American Latina. And they go, what is that? Well, it's simply this. <laughs> I was born in Zimbabwe. My father was English. Okay. I was born in Zimbabwe. I'm now here in the United States and my mother was from Spain. So epigenetically, I'm a white African-American Latina. That is cool. And Zimbabwe, you went to Victoria Falls? Yes, you know, Zimbabwe, for some of your viewers, they might know it way back as Rhodesia. Mm -hmm. It was a British colony, so that's why we have a slight English accent. Um, not to be confused with people from South Africa, because it's very much like when you say to someone from the United States, are you from Canada? And they go, no. Or someone from Canada, are you from America? And they say, no, can't you tell by the accent? It's the same thing. And then, of course, I've lived, you know, I've lived in South Africa, I've lived in Hong Kong. And in 2000, I was living in Australia and I was wooed across the ocean by my husband who said I'd been spending too much time standing on my head because, you know, in the southern hemisphere, it, he thought I was standing on my head. So here I am in the United States. I've been here for 20, nearly 22 years and I'm excited to be here every day. What part of the States? I'm in... Mission Viejo, Orange County, California. Nice. So um, I should have worded it this way. I should have said, Simone, I hear an accent different than my accent. <laughs> <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been good. Yeah, because we but, do all have accents. That's for sure. We do. And we never hear our own. No, no. I mean, and the voice we hear in our head is so different to that we hear when we hear our recording. I hate hearing a recording. And not to mean people do like I it. I would say most people do not like the recording. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> we have a little bit of background of where you were born. So talk to us about, uh, so you're doing a Dose of Hope uh, book, I believe. I think that's what Andrea said, the, the lovely... Dose of Hope, 800 page. So we have our uh, fourth printing of it coming out, and we're still only at three parts. Um, God has told me we're going to get to 12. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. It's 12 parts of roughly 40 authors or 45. It adds up to 500 authors is what it adds up to. Fabulous. I'm and you're part of it, right? Yes, indeed. You know, I still have to confirm which areas. You know, I'm in health and wellness. I also am in Alzheimer's recovery, which is a, um, a phenomenal place to be because up until maybe four years ago, people thought Alzheimer's was a death sentence. So being able to stimulate and activate your own stem cells to prevent and reverse Alzheimer's is where I'm at. So I'm looking for to bring you people that smile who are Alzheimer's recovery. That is beautiful. Because and I'm sure, people... I'm sure uh, Andrea mentioned I lost my mom to Alzheimer's. No, she did not. Okay. Well, um, actually, ironically, when she met you in 2008, that is when I became um, aware of her passing through to heaven. So in 2005, she was uh, diagnosed with dementia, and she um, went through three years of losing more and more of her memory, and I was a caregiver. So interestingly, if my mom had not had to mention Alzheimer's and passed away, I would not be on the show with you because it awakened a couple things for me. One, it awakened how precious life is. Two, it awakened um, to have a purpose-driven life and what I want on my tombstone. And three, it activated me becoming an author and, and saying, you know what, I, I don't want to be where she is and not leave a download of who I am. And so all that happened because of that. And it's just interesting that you say, if someone gets it and they're able to um, reverse it. You're giving them a, one gift and their family a gift, but it is funny how that not, not getting that gift causes people to really awaken how precious life is. Absolutely. And you know, the thing is, everybody knows of a cancer survivor, but how many people know about someone who survived Alzheimer's? I wouldn't say too many. That's right. <clears throat> Are there any? Oh, yes, there are several hundreds now through the Dale Bredesen protocol. My dad was a survivor. 
he survived and now has now passed away. But the important thing about his passing away is he knew who he was, where he was, who loved him. He passed away in his own home on his own terms. He was 96. He celebrated his 96th birthday. And on the way home from the party, he turned to my husband and said, you know, it's time I go home to my wife. And we said, wow. going home, he said no to my wife, who had passed away three years before. The love of his life for 71 years, and within six weeks, he had passed away. And that's so that would be people to pass away. So that'd be a different notebook. Indeed. Indeed. My husband is actually writing a book called The Road Back from Alzheimer's, which is the story of our dad. Really? Yes. Well, that is really going to be quite the book. Has, has he written a book before? He has not. So, you know, when you haven't written a book before, it, it, well, whenever you write a book, I think it's challenging. And then it's challenging when it comes to being about your family member and you don't want to hurt other family members. You've got to keep all that into consideration. Um, so it, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey in itself because, you know, we started to collaborate on the book while his dad was alive. And then we had a new chapter when his dad passed away. And now we've got another chapter, which is one year later, sharing the bounty of him having had Alzheimer's, recovered, and then passing away. Because again, when someone passes away fully cognitive, that does some amazing things for the family. Having that closure, knowing that he was competent and had capacity as opposed to when people say you know my mother or my father was dribbling he was a mess he was mm -hmm. that's not a that's not a, a picture you want to hold in your heart or your mind of your loved one so not at all i have a little note from our producer saying uh, either can you move your mic a little closer or if it's cool. a little louder there we go how's that i love it and we will we now can explain that you definitely have a mic because we can see it <laughs> well that is fantastic i will throw my hat in the ring as it were i've published over 200 books thanks again to my mother and whenever i'm on stage and sharing with anyone uh, why i publish it's because of that importance of what i think a legacy is for those that leave our planet and go where they're supposed to go that they have set, left something behind that everyone can still embrace and and uh and share their stories because it's it's amazing that my mom had left and i realized for the first time that all i knew was the mom i knew and that she was a wonderful mom but i didn't know her story and it's it, i found out that a lot of people don't a lot of people do not ask and have that sit down conversation please tell me your story as if this is a movie well i think also because we look at that generation you know i'm sure your mom's generation too came through the war they don't want to remember those things. And they think, you know, the young people don't, don't care. They don't, they, they're not interested. When in fact, it was the same for us. My husband and I wanted to record both our mom and dad's story. And the rest of the family said, you know, why bother? And I thought, well, why bother? It's when you come to a situation where they're no longer here that you want to recount stories and you've got no stories to recount. So mm. my husband and I spent some time after our mom passed and she died in a glorious fashion, let me tell you. She was 90. She went to the gym in the morning. She paid her taxes at lunchtime. And she had a massive hemorrhagic stroke that night. Hmm. And was with us for six days and then passed into the hands of God. So, you know, that's how we should all go. So, Live long and with vitality and then go out like a light. So your husband is, is writing this and he's is his first time doing a book. Yes. And yes. I, I will just say I, I have a great interest in helping him and supporting him with this book, but also marketing the book. And if you want any help with the publishing, I would love to do that. Lovely. I will, I will introduce you. I'll connect the two of you. How about that? Thank you for saying the word connect. That was very kind. <laughs> okay. So onwards and upwards. Talk about uh, in the – so this book – premise is like a TED talk. It's got three components to it that are main components. And then it has a trivia section, which will be kind of like our rapid fire at the end of the show. The first part is your journey mm -hmm. of how you created who you are. And we have not seen any exception to this, but people that have a life they love worked on the who that they are. 
yes. it, it was never given to them. And uh, there were challenges and failures and tribulations that caused them to fight through. And then the why is, of course, the part that I was sharing earlier about my mom passing and awakening that I thought I had a purpose, but I really didn't. And then the, and then the how is the impact that we have in the world. And that can be through creating abundance. It can be through solving problems. And it can be as simple as just inspiring hope. So those are the three components of this uh, lovely chapter. So our show follows that, that format a bit. So we are doing the who part and let's go with your childhood and what your parents were like and what caused you to possibly be who you are today. Well, that's a good question. You know, I was, um, I was, I, I still am five foot five and a half. I'm dark. And I was born in Harare, Zimbabwe. And my father looked like a Viking. And for 35 years, I always thought he was my father. Only to find out that when I was 35, that my mother, I was conceived out of wedlock. My mother met my father. They got married in two weeks and I was born seven months later. And that had been a well-kept secret for like 35 years. And so I always knew I was different. You know, I was the one that had to achieve at school. I had to learn to play piano. I had to look, do all those things. So I think that I'd always imagined that being the black sheep of the family was a natural thing, not just wearing the clothes that were black. It was just the black sheep of the family. So I went and did first year medicine. I, I love telling this story because you never know where your road will go. And I did the first year medicine and to go into second year, you had to work on a cadaver. You had to do an autopsy. Well, let me tell you, I could barely pin back frogs, much less work on a cadaver. So I failed. So then I had to do something different. And I was a disappointment to my parents, as you can imagine. They wanted me to be a doctor. So I decided to do something totally different. And I went and decided to become a buyer for a chain of sportswear stores, young sportswear for women. And when we talk about sportswear back in the day, it meant um, you know, pants and tops and blouses, that sort of thing, as opposed to dresses. So I became and trained as a buyer for a chain of stores, traveled the world, you know, loved going to Paris, loved wearing fashion, had bright red hair. And then I went to live in Hong Kong. And that was a turning, another turning point in my life because I ended up with wearing for, I think five years, I had a flat top. Like Billy Idol, can you imagine? A white flat top or a bright red flat, flat top. And I used to go to factories in and around Hong Kong and they must have thought I was a wild woman. And then I decided after five years of doing that and manufacturing and exporting, I went to live in Australia where I had my own evening wear business. And this was another turn point for me because again, you never know where the road will go. And I was working with brides. And let me tell you, bridezilla is real. Being the psychotherapist for the bride, the mother of the bride, the bridesmaid, everybody hates their dress on the last day. They've tried it on so many times. Anyway, I met Tony Robbins. And oh. I was very excited about meeting Tony Robbins. Such How'd you meet him? I met him at his first event in Australia, in Australia yeah. when he was looking for through Lauren Howe, was, he was looking for a karma crew, for a crew of people when he came out to work with him. And such was my excitement that I went, or I came to the United States and did a fire mastery call with Tolly Birkin. Tolly Birkin is the one that taught Tony how to fire walk. And I went back to Australia and decided that personal development was me. I started to invest in me and I became the first and I think only at this point certified fire master to have done a fire walk on McMahon's Point under the Harbour Bridge on New Year's Eve. Hmm. So that was a big turning point. And then going from there, I went to date with Destiny. I trained and became one of his people. And lo and behold, I met a man by the name of Rick Cavolheim in the line for my pamper pole and that's the man I married in 2000 he invited me I met him in 1989 and it took us a few years to get together he was married I was married you know life happens but in 2000 he invited me I was no longer married he was no longer married and the rest is history about that we're here in the United States 
And I came here and of course, you know, again, another turning point, I couldn't work because I didn't have a visa. Mm. So I became very interested in the internet and anything to do with the internet. And that's led me to being a great researcher, but all the time being interested in my own health and the health of others. And so when we, our dad was diagnosed with cancer in 2011, that was another turning point because my husband and I moved to Mission Viejo, moved in with our parents to take over the health and wellness of the family. Because at that time, our mom um, was battling health issues and her diet was killing our dad. Hmm. She, wasn't, she was on Coumadin and she wasn't allowed to eat anything green and he needed everything green. So we said, look, you know, it's too hard. We take it over. So that's really what started us on this latest journey of health and wellness. We got him into remission on his lung cancer. And... Um, and then my mother-in-law passed away. And then the next thing we knew, our dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia. And here we are today, you know, living a purpose-driven life, sharing with people that you can prevent Alzheimer's and you can recover from Alzheimer's. So our, our movement, we have a name, just like you have a name, which is important. Ours is Alzheimer's Recovery is Real. And let me tell you, we have haters. They hate us because we stand against Big Pharma. We stand against traditional medicine. We stand against allopathic medicine. We stand for enabling your body to do what it's designed to do, which is to heal itself, given the right information. Giving the opportunity to smile is a big part of recovery and prevention for Alzheimer's. That's beautiful. So let's talk a little more about that last stage because it's a stage that's obviously the one that's related to your mission right now and your purpose. Uh, at what point, give me that, that journey that you had that caused you to actually get with the current company that you have and how you met and go deep with that. Uh, actually, go reasonably deep. We're going to go to break and then we're going to talk about Alzheimer's specifically in the next break. Perfect, perfect. Well, it was, you know, literally overnight, our dad went, um, became strange. Until a point where one morning my husband came in and he said, look, I've been up all night. Dad's been up and down, up and down. Did you put a loo blue in the toilet? And I thought, a loo blue? He said, you know those things to make the toilet blue? I said, no. He said, go and check the bathroom toilet. And in it, I looked and it was the color of traffic light green. And I thought, oh my God, what is this? And with that, my father-in-law could no longer recognize me. So I called paramedics. They took him off to the hospital. They thought maybe it was a UTI. They did a catheter. They looked at this green liquid and said, we don't know what it is. They did all forms of testing, you know, an EKG, an EEG, lumbar puncture, cultures. After four days of him having to wear boxing gloves to be restrained in a bed, they said, your dad has Alzheimer's and dementia. You need to take him to a psychiatric hospital. And we said, well, that's the wrong answer. We went to the psychiatric hospital and it made one look over the cuckoo's nest look like paradise. You know, some were more dribbling than others. Some looked like it was a homeless shelter. You know, it was just awful. So we went back to the hospital and I said to the doctor, have you ever been there? And he said, no. I said, don't ever recommend a place you've never visited. With that, we met with the urologist and the neurologist and said, we've got to get our dad out of here. And that took two days. We got him to a rehab center where we spent five weeks. And it was at that time for five weeks we spent with him learning how to get him to walk again because he, he'd stopped walking. He was on 13 medications. He thought Lincoln was the president when he spoke. So after five weeks of being there with him, we brought him home again in a wheelchair, 13 medications. Again, wondering why the newspaper in Orange County was in English when it should be in Norwegian, because if we're in Norway, it should be Norwegian. And that was when we started to study epigenetics and to avail ourselves of as much information out there on what Alzheimer's is, how it occurs, and what can be done to prevent it and to reverse it. 
So we've spent a lot of time meeting with lots of doctors, lots of specialists, such that we've now been able to distill all that information into a protocol, or several protocols, depending on the kind of dementia and how to reverse it. So it's been a very exciting time the last three years. As I said, we've got haters. Um, I'll share with you, we, we launched a challenge just last three weeks ago, and we got permission to promote it in a, in a local community here in Mission Viejo. And once I talked about recovery, not only did they take me down, they blocked me on Facebook. So I can't even find them anymore. So. so as you can hear, Simone has a really great cliffhanger here on how they reversed this for pair. So, uh, and we have break now, Ken. Let's go for it. Cool. I want to thank our sponsors, menfashion.com, menfashion.com, mymakeupladylynn.com, and also Voice America Influencers Channel, The Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, and The Umbrella Syndicate. And we'll be back after these messages. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, welcome back. This is Ken Roshan on Voice America Influencer Channel, and we are back for an exciting second segment, Digging Deep into the Mind and all the journey that we have to do to create a solution for Alzheimer's and stop the myth that Alzheimer's is a death sentence. So welcome back, Simone. Thank you for having me. So besides the, uh, the book that we're going to help you with, of course, and the book that you're going to be in, Dose of Hope, Dopamine, Oxytocin, Serotonin, Endorphins, is Hope, I'm sure that Andrea has shared with you our birthday books that are coming out. So... This the red the, one that I had um, with me, Simone, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you're in the red one yet, but since you met a long time ago, I'm going to guess you are. So you're probably already in here and I will send this to you and you can see all the amazing friends that Andrea has put in here. She works tirelessly to fill this book up and I am very thankful for that because without us celebrating a birthday, we aren't celebrating the life and the life that it causes all the changes in the world. So we have uh, an exciting uh, project called Celebrating Today, which is about 
how you look at a day as a gift and how you look at his day as what you're going to do with that day and how you're going to make a difference. So we have that project that Andre is tying up the loose ends on so that kids can journal and tell what their day is going to be like and then celebrate their day at the end. And then the other thing is we have the celebrity birthday. So you can turn each page and find out um, who is the celebrity for that day. So let's see. We don't have every single page here, but the 20th, let's see. I know the 25th. Ah, okay. The 20th is Gerald Adams. And we're going to start starting our shows this way because Gerald Adams sold his company at a young age and is a very wealthy person. And this is our wonderful Andrea Partee. And she has her Dose of Hope book coming out uh, actually in about a week. So yeah. great birthdays. And then we have, um, you've heard of Black History Month? Yes. Black History Year. Perfect. So we have a page for every single day so people can celebrate. And then, of course, Andrea's. And Andrea, I don't know if you have someone for the 20, 20th. No, we have the 20th available. Do you know someone on the 20th that has a birthday? I do not, but I will certainly research. Okay. Well, when you get the book, if you don't find that you're in the book, can you let me know? And then that way we can fix that because we are trying to publish that in January. Obviously, we wanted it January 1st so that everyone could start the year with her book. So, so Simone, remember that surprise I said I was working on? Yeah. That's the surprise. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah Ken, Ken keeps bringing it up, so it's really hard to do surprises for him because he keeps Sounds putting like it up. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, Simone, you can't imagine every day my, my email is flooded with another 20 or 30 names and birthdays and just information that I'm trying to manage it all and make sure it ends up in our book. So um, sorry about ruining the surprise. I didn't mean to do that, but it'll still be a nice surprise who's in the book with you. That will be a nice surprise. Okay. So um, you are with a company that I'm familiar with, LifeWave. Absolutely. And we didn't talk specifically about that journey. So let's, let's go into that and then let's talk about the, um, the possibility of how Alzheimer's can be something that you reverse. You know, I'm very excited to talk about LifeWave because when I said to you that we spent those five weeks um, understanding epigenetics, when I brought my dad home, we started putting protocols together. And one thing that worried me was stem cell activation. And they say once you get to 60, and that's none of us here, right? When you get to 60, your number of stem cells starts to decrease. And so when my dad was 95, I'm thinking to myself, oh, 94, I'm thinking, what kind of stem cell activity does he have? And I know in Japan they're doing all sorts of injections into the skull, but we don't have permission to do that here. And I know that having stem cells injected into the knee are not going to necessarily get to the brain. So I was looking for a solution. And I met a gentleman by the name of David Schmidt at an event that he held that I was excited to attend because it was all to do with epigenetics. And I sat mesmerized in the front row because he was talking my language. And at the end, I met with him and I said, do you have a protocol for Alzheimer's and dementia? He looked at me. He smiled and he said, no, I do not. But come to my office and I'll put something together for you. So it was down in La Jolla, close by. I went down and he put a protocol together. And the patches, the LifeWave patches looked no different than a Band-Aid. That's exactly what they looked like. And he put together a product line for me, four patches, and that's what I started with. The first results we got from that was we put... Um, the X39, which is the activation, stem cell activation patch on his shoulder. He hadn't been able to raise his arm for 20 years because of a rotator cuff injury. After three days, I said to him, Pear, Ray, can you put your arm up? And he was so used to using the other arm, and then he just went like this. And I shouted out, Rick, 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 to my husband, and he expected to find his father fa face planted in the family room. He comes in and he sees my dad like this. And he goes, what happened? I said, those things that you called magic band-aids, that's what they are. And he laughed. He said, they're definitely magic band-aids. So that was the first time we saw any results. And within five months, with a protocol of nutrition, supplementation, exercise, and the patching, 
our dad was back within five to six months. And of course, you know, it's kind of like with children. When you have children, you don't see them grow the half inch or the two inches in six months because you're so there, right? It was only when I took him to an event in July, somebody said, I thought you said your dad had Alzheimer's and dementia. I said, yes. He said, well, I've just been speaking to him. He doesn't. And I've gone, you're right. He was off all, by September, he was off all medication. He was fully cognitive, spoke English, wasn't looking at the newspaper, wondering why it wasn't in Norwegian. He was driving with us around the, you know, around town saying, you need to go here. Why are you going right when we should be going left? You know, those kind of things, which you didn't expect. And that's when we started to take notice that yes, what we were doing was really working. I had been journaling, but not sufficiently at that time. And it was after that one day in the car that I started to journal and I encourage everybody to journal. I started to write down everything we did, what we put on his body, what we gave him and his results. And within nine months, I had anecdotal evidence that we could reverse Alzheimer's through nutrition and through the patching. Within a, a year, I met with David Schmidt Andrea was with me, we were in Vegas at the conference, and he released the clinical trials showing that we could reverse cognitive decline through the application of just one patch at that time, which was X39, which activates and stimulates your own stem cells. So if anybody's like me, which I'm sure they are when they've got someone who has Alzheimer's and dementia, you don't care where the product comes from necessarily. You just want things that have results or create results. And that's how I came across LifeWave. I was looking for something that could guarantee me results. And the rest is history. Awesome. So uh, we had the pleasure of meeting David at the Energy Science Technology Conference this past summer, July, uh, because of Aaron Murakami. And Aaron's a, obviously a big advocate. And David was such a, a beautiful soul in being a sponsor of that event, because those are cutting edge innovator disruptors that are really changing the world, the more we are able to support them. So um, in meeting David, I found out that he would be willing to be on our show at some point, and I guess it's going to be after March. And you are certainly the perfect um, catalyst to this conversation for him to go in many branches. But I would like for you to tease the audience since we hope to have him in March or April. What is David like, and uh, do do build him up a bit as he deserves to be? Well, let me share with you. He is a scientist. So when you imagine a scientist, you imagine someone who wears a white coat, stoic, uh, focused on the microscope, no sense of humor. Well, let me tell you, David is the antithesis of that. He's a young guy. When I say he's a young guy, he's now tells me he's going to be 58. He's all about age reversal, not anti-aging. He's about turning back the clock. And he has dedicated 30 years of his life to that. He originally wanted to look for a cure for cancer and was aptly advised by his professor at the time that that not might, might not be you know, the best course of action if you want to stay alive because uh, there's no money in finding a cure. Mm. There's possibly a demise attached to that or any technology or anything you come up with will just be bought out and put on a shelf. So he decided to um, look at other avenues of extending life or more importantly, improving the quality of life. And his first foray into this technology, photobiomodulation, which is the patches, started off through the military. I don't know if many people know that since 1998, the US military have invested billions of dollars into phototherapy, into life, light therapy, because they were looking for something for, that would enhance the lives of submariners and seals that would mean that they would not have to resort to opioids, amphetamines, or any stimulants when they go into the environments that they go into. Like, you know, submariners go underwater for six months at a time, and that adversely affects their health. So he was part of a think tank for DARPA, came up with the first patch, the energy patch, great success, 9-11 came along, and all the funding was diverted elsewhere. 
So he decided, you know what, he was going to continue his quest to beat the number of patents he would hold compared to his uncle. His uncle has, I believe, 150 patents. Mm. And he's well on his way. He told us the other day that he has 135 already. He just received two more. Yeah, that was fun to hear that yeah. news. <laughs> yeah, you were there. So he's very, very excited about being able to bring technology to the likes of all of us here today and not have the technology that he's created um, be put, you know, only for the elite or to be put on a shelf. So his focus is how to improve the quality of life so that we go out kind of like my mother-in-law, you know, living life to full potential and then passing away, like just having your light blown out. And so that's what his focus is on. And, you know, we've been seeing him talk about phototherapy for what is it now? The company's 17 years old. He's the, it's debt free. He's the sole owner of the company. He's the scientist. But now he's looking at so much more, which you know about too. He's looking at structured water because the water that we have now, you know, it's been on the planet since time immemorial. It's just that it's no longer microclustered, it's no longer bioavailable for the cells. So he's looking at structured water and he's got technology for this on that. He's looking at pollution management because as a young boy, he was very concerned about pollution. He's looking at food, you know, being able to grow our own food, but it's not just growing our own food, it's the right food in the right environment to maximize the nutritional value of food. He's also a big proponent of things like um, intermittent fasting, that as a society, we eat too much food, too much of the wrong food, and we need to fast, get our bodies back to alignment, and to reduce the number, the amount of food we eat, but just to have food that is really essential for our existence. The other exciting thing that I will share with you is this. I heard David speak and I asked him again when I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. And I said to him, you know, I heard you say that you used to think you were a great scientist and now not so much. And he said, that's exactly right, Simone. I used to think I was a great scientist, but now not so much. Today, I am a translator of God's message. Mm. He said, everything I get, I get a download, I pray about it, and then I take that information and bring the science piece together. And so we're at a time where science and religion can agree, which it just makes me go goosebumps. When science and religion can agree and we can, he can manifest or make technology that is available to everybody. You know, we're thinking of med beds. Med beds have been around for quite a while. He actually has technology for that, but it's just the timing of being able to bring this information out. You know, these patches, for instance, even six years ago, if someone had told me about those patches, or not necessarily me, but other people, they'd have said, you know, that's woo-woo. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that the military are involved with woo-woo, right? <laughs> right. Because now we have a scientific name for it, and it's called photobiomodulation. Light therapy has been around for more than 4,000 years. So, well, before we talk about how that works, yes. um, you obviously are teasing me that you got to have an interview with him two weeks ago. If you can tell him that his dear Ken, who had his mother die of Alzheimer's, would greatly appreciate him moving his schedule as far up as possible, that we could even open the year up with his brilliance, and that would just be a wonderful thing. We are also trying to um, have Malcolm Gladwell. So he, David's on my wish list, and Malcolm Gladwell. So. You know, Christmas uh, would be perfect if, if Santa gives me that early interview with him. Sounds like a plan. You know, there's quite a few men that are, and women that are into age reversal and looking at how we can prevent chronic disease because it is all about our aging. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned about uh, nutrition with yes. your dad um, and obviously the medication. And, you know, the medications are working really against the natural treatment, as we all know. So talk about, if, I, I have a very uh, long question here, so take your time okay. to answer it. But first part is how do many people uh, make themselves available to having something like Alzheimer's affect them? So that is uh, what is causing Alzheimer's. And the second part is how do we do 
how does the patch and nutrition actually specifically work to reverse it? Good questions. Um, there's two ways. Most people think Alzheimer's is genetic. And yes, you might have the gene for it. So I advise people to have, everybody should have a DNA test because there's so much that we can learn. But there wasn't that. really a gene, sorry for getting in, but there wasn't really a gene identified um, some 30 or 40 or 50 years ago. Correct. So people just, but people just thought it was genetic because, you know, mm -hmm. we only got to sequence the genetic code, what is it now, 20 years ago. I mean, it's right. not that long ago, right? Um, so everybody just now even says it's genetic. If you do have the genetic marker, that's okay because it's not a death sentence and through lifestyle changes, through epigenetics, which is the science that says we can look at our genetic makeup and then we can switch on and off certain genes that can alter our, our health. And it's through lifestyle. You know, getting diabetes, for instance, you earn diabetes. It doesn't just fall on your face and you've got it. It takes a lot of work to get diabetes. You've got to eat the wrong foods for a sustained period of time. So it's not acute, it's chronic. You know, when I look back at when I was a kid, when we went to the doctor, we only went to see the doctor for acute because there was no such thing as chronic disease, right? Chronic disease is what causes Alzheimer's. So we know that things like diabetes lead to cardiovascular health problems. And if those things are left unchecked, Alzheimer's is the natural course. So how you prevent it, it's through lifestyle. How you reverse it is through lifestyle. Specifically? Looking at, first of all, the first major component is sugar. You know, fats were given a bad rap back in the day, told that we shouldn't eat fat, that we should have uh, a low-fat diet. Yeah, but those were thin people that were trying to do that. Well, you know, there, there's an industry there's an industry and there's several industries. You've got Big Pharma, you've got Monsanto, you've got the Food and Drug Administration. They all come together with the insurance companies and create what I call the sickness cabal. Mm -hmm. They're all involved in keeping you in sick health, not in wellness. Right. And so when you look at wellness, what it takes to be well, it's lifestyle changes, it looks at nutrition, minimizing preservatives, processed foods, sugars, and looking at how the body is created and designed to heal itself. You know, I always say that God gave us this amazing piece of architecture, which is the body and the brain. All we have to do is be good stewards of it, which means being cognizant of what we put in, how we put it in, and what we do with that body and the signaling. It's interesting if you ask anyone if they'd put a Coke in their car or a Snickers bar, they would say, are you crazy? <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of other things. You know, people take a classic thing for seniors. As soon as a senior goes into hospital, the first thing the hospital does is put them on a product called Miralax. For some reason, they just assume that seniors don't go to the bathroom. Miralax is made from propylene glycol. And the last time oh, I checked, we're not cars. We're not cars. Pro propylene glycol is what they use for antifreeze. Mm -hmm. But because of that whole, um, you know, when we look back at J.D. Rockefeller, who owned the rights to processing all the oil in the United States, he had byproducts. And he then created medicine from those byproducts and single-handedly had natural medicine schools and naturopaths disbarred, disbanded, because they said there was no science attached to it. Mm -hmm. And now we've coming that full circle where you've got a whole group of doctors who are saying, you know what, I know I don't have to swear upon the Hippocratic Oath because they don't anymore. I don't have to swear to do no harm, but I am doing harm when I prescribe medication. So what can I do to change that? And they're looking at becoming natural therapists or looking at natural therapies again. Wonderful. How are we and doing? We need uh, to get to rapid fire. We're, figured, we're like late. Yeah, but figured, she was so, on a great roll. There. Well, no, then we could keep going. So, um, Simone, I would greatly appreciate a continued conversation, obviously, with your book and a, a, 
a reappearance when your book is coming out and also having David come to continue this conversation. So with that said, we have rapid fire. Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay. A book that changed your life or two. Think and Grow Rich. Okay, good. Andrea? What's a song that you love to play to get you moving? Ah, happy, happy, absolutely happy. (laughs) Okay. I always do this uh, without a roof. (laughs) That's awesome. A movie or two that inspire you? A movie. um, One now that is really inspiring me is Children of Men. Andrea? Sake of time, if you would do the quote one. <laughs> wow, we're really that close. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. Simone, drum roll. What is a quote you live by? Alzheimer's recovery is real. Okay, and just because I believe you did that so quickly, who is someone you'd love to meet you haven't met? Someone I'd love to meet. Um, I think I'd like to get to know Dr. Oz. Because I think he, he's, oh, a, he's a force to be with. Well, that's a, that's a fair exchange for David Beard on the show. We will okay, set it up right away. Okay, I'll get it done. <laughs> I just All met right. some people who have a really good connection with him. So who knows what's possible for us? So Well, Simone, thank you so much for allowing us to amplify your beautiful heart message and mind. And we look forward to publishing you as one of the 50 uh, guests we've had this year. Our, and you also get the right to nominate people. And we, uh, we will be putting David in a spot, so don't warn him, though. We're going to put him right. in a spot that we want his journey to be published to give hope to the world. The idea of this uh, book came from a prayer that there are so many people that have lost hope, and when they lose it, the trajectory of their life typically mimics that, that loss, and they get a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the idea okay. of this book is to have short 10-minute to 15-minute TED Talk stories that allow people to see, hey, Someone made it through worse than I did. I can do it too. So we look forward to having your journey. And it's a beautiful journey, especially one that I can um, identify with and wish I had uh, the foresight or the way to read the future to know that my mom could have been possibly saved as well. But then here I am as a result of my mom giving me the gift of how precious life is. Mm-hmm. So Andrea, go ahead and take us out. Again, Simone, uh, we are so thankful that you uh, came in last minute and allowed the uh, the graciousness of not reading the work, but I am a, a big advocate of LifeWave and I do wear the patch. So it's a, it, it is when you are not feeling well, you do know you are not wearing the patch. And when you put the patch on, you are feeling better. So it is, mm-hmm. it is quite a testament to David's product. So in order for you to check out more information on the patch, you can go to www.lifewavex, the number 39, Um, So that's x39.com forward slash keep smiling and a portion of the proceeds uh, from your subscription uh, go to the keep smiling movement to help with that 501c3 and you can make donations directly to the keep smiling movement.com paypal keep smiling movement at gmail.com and thank you to menfashion.com mymakeuplady.com the umbrella syndicate perfect publishing and voice America Influencers Channel, along with the Red Carpet Connection. And we'll be back with you next Monday with something awesome and amazing. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.